0: Hey guys and gals, it's episode 130 of Monster Kid Radio, the podcast where we celebrate the classic and sometimes not so classic genre cinema of yesteryear. I'm your host, writer, producer Derek M. Cook, I want to welcome you to the show this week. So, for this episode of Monster Kid Radio, big thanks to Scott and Tracy Morris. Again, they really did Monster Kid Radio solid. They were at the August 23rd Skyline Drive-In Monster Movie Fest. At the Skyline Drive-In Theatre in Shelbyville, Indiana. Now, in the last episode, you heard a promo from horror host Sammy Terry. Sammy Terry actually did a little stage show between the two films shown at Monster Movie Fest. It was a little abbreviated. It was a shorter version of the stage show because they had some weather. And Scott recorded the entire thing. So we're going to play that for you on this episode of Monster Kid Radio. At one point, Sammy Terry's talking about a salad maker. And yeah, I know, you can only hear what he's talking about instead of actually seeing it. If you continue to listen to the bit, you're going to hear what the salad maker Really is. It was a fun little exchange that he had with one of the members in the audience. Also, congratulations to Scott and Tracy for winning something. You're going to get to hear that as well. I'm going to keep this intro and the outro later on pretty short. Those of you who follow me on Facebook know that one of my cats is at the vet right now as of this recording. Um, Don't know if he's going to come home. So, I want to keep this short so that I can kind of wait by the phone and hear what the vet has to say. Thanks everybody on Facebook who's given me some positive words. I'm going to go ahead and turn this over to Scott and Tracy's amazing recording of Sammy Terry at the Skyline Drive-In, right after this.
1: Hammer Film Productions began in 1934, and after producing almost 200 films and television programs, the studio is still releasing and re-releasing new and classic film titles. 1951 Downplace is the podcast that brings you the story of the great Hammer films, one movie at a time. Here are your hosts, describing what Hammer means to them. First is Casey.
0: Hammer means the beautiful and glamorous women of Hammer horror, the engaging storytelling and amazing period films. Joining him is Derek. Derek. Hammer means the incredible work of actors like Peter Cushing, Christopher Lee, and even Michael Ripper, the gothic storytelling, the incredible music, and the set pieces. And finally, here's Scott. Um, well, Hammer means how to get a nail into a block of wood.
1: This boy has a lot to learn. Join our hosts as they make their journey through the Hammer Films catalogue and discuss each film with critical opinion, historical facts, production notes, and other information about these classic films. 1951 Down Place can be found in iTunes or their website www.1951downplace.com.
0: Should I have said Hammer
1: Pants? 1951 Down Place, the home of Hammer Films discussion.
2: we had a large enough break to be able to do a little bit of what we were going to do on a much grander scale back on their new stage in the back. But Joe has already said that the monster movies have always been so popular with all of the fans that we're sure to do this again. So I certainly hope to see each and every one of you once again the next time we do it. And perhaps Mother Nature will make it a little more fitting for a more proper stage show. There's a couple things that I want to do with you. Before I leave you tonight, I want to know, for people always come from great distances to see Sammy, I'd like to know who in this crowd came the furthest distance to see Sammy Terry tonight at the Skyline Drivehead. If you think you've come the furthest distance, please yell out where you came from. And of course you will have to prove it. From Newcastle, Pendleton, Pendleton, Anderson, Anderson, Richmond. Anybody further? Let's see. From those, it's probably either the Anderson or the Richmond, and I'm not quite sure which would be the further distance. Lafayette, Lafayette. West Lafayette, West Lafayette, West Lafayette. Wow. Yeah, the people from Lafayette like to make a distinction. West Lafayette. Is there anyone further than West Lafayette, Indiana? Oh, very good. If the person from West Lafayette can prove that they came from West Lafayette, you can show me your driver's license or your social security card, or from the looks of you, your prison release records will be fine. Very good. Well, for coming all this distance, you're going to receive the Sammy Terry comic book volume two. Thank you very <laughs> Thank much you. for coming to see us. the distance that anyone has traveled to see Sammy Terry has been from Singapore. Wow. Wow. Sammy Terry, with the help of the World Wide Web, which of course, as you know, George, my spider, is indeed my (laughs) webmaster. The outreach to Sammy fans all over the world has been wonderful. How many in this crowd right now have liked the Sammy Terry Facebook fan page?
1: for yeah, very
2: good, a good number of you. And of course, any of you who have not liked the Sammy Terry fan page, you'll want to, for you'll learn all of the other venues that you can come visit me this October. For things are lining up quickly. People are contacting me daily, wanting Sammy Terry to come host either their fall festival parade or their haunted house. And if any of you have contacts at any of your favorite haunts that you'd like to see Sammy Terry at, please have them contact Sammy through my Sanitarynightmares.com website or shoot me a message on the Sanitary Facebook fan page. Now, as I look at this crowd, I always am looking for people who might exhibit a little bit of fear, a little bit of anxiety, but someone who may be willing to help me with something that I need done. For you see, it's been a very long night now, hasn't it? And Sammy Terry being that I have not had my typo cocktail. Well, I have not have a beverage yet. I would like to make a salad. Is anybody in the crowd like to help me make a salad? No hands we Got a hand back here. Four hey, what about you?
0: Up.
2: Four <laughs> hands gone up. Well, I'm going to take the very first hand I saw if you come up here and help me with my culinary tasks.
0: Would you will this, miss
2: Terrence. Thank you. Very good. Now, what is your name? Becca. Becca, Becca have you ever cooked a salad before? Not Have you ever made a salad? Well, <laughs> tell me the ingredients that you would like in your salad. Salad. lettuce. Oh, Tomato. Tomatoes. 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 Oh, bacon. Bacon. Very good. Cheese. Cool. Cheese. Oh, very good. We can make a salad with all kinds of interesting ingredients, can't we? Well, I don't know. You've probably never visited the sanitary castle before, have you? Oh, well, I have the very most interesting kitchen. You see, a lot of people have vegematics or bassmatics or other type of devices to help them conjure their food up. I have my own. Would you like to see my salad maker? It's right over here. You stand on this side over here, and I'll stand over here this state-of-the-art salad maker is a very unique kitchen utensil kind of device. (laughs) Would you like to see how my salad maker works? Well, you see, it's very, very simple. We simply put a head of lettuce right here. Inside of here. And then we take all those tasty ingredients, a little bit of cheese and perhaps a carrot or a piece of celery, some radishes, or any type of other vegetable or edible that we would like to have in our salad and then simply with one fell swoop we, we toss and we make our salad would you like to see exactly how it works yes. well very good what I'd like you to do is I'd like you to take the activation switch in your hand now you're going to pull that in a moment but I tell you straight out to the sky would you all like to see her demonstrate my salad maker
0: of course.
2: Yeah, very good so on the count of three, as the audience counts through three with me, you're going to pull that out to the sky and you're going to see how easy it is to make a salad at the Sammy Terry Castle Kitchen. Are you all ready? Count with me.
1: One, one two, two, three. That's <laughs> <Ooh>. a <laughs> strong one. isn't it? <laughs> oh Look
2: at what we've done here. We've gotten all oh, jammed after. Oh, me. <laughs> oh. <That is> <laughs> Don't touch the bottom of it. You see, when you pull that out, it does something like this. Oh. Oh. Now, as you see, it does a pretty good job of tossing some of our salad. And we um, like it that way. Uh-huh. Now, we've demonstrated how it works. <laughs> Would you like to actually see us make our salad? Of course you will. Let me just reset our salad maker. Oh, ouch. Now, Yes. it's late at night. In fact, it's almost midnight, if not beyond already. Are you a little tired? Yes. Oh, Wouldn't you like to lay down? Sure, I would love you to lay down. If that's good, just go ahead and lay down on your back.
1: Right back. I don't want your to go ahead and move this out of the way
2: for you. And you're going to smoke back just a little bit more. Oh, look at that. Now, you are getting to see exactly how this works. It's a very hard to not you move back? <laughs> <laughs> now, look at all the funny-looking people out there. <laughs> now, be careful not to move too much, because we certainly don't want the malfunction to take place that happened earlier. I'm just going to come out on this side. Now, you see, something you'll learn at the sanitary castle. Things aren't always as they seem. You see, this really isn't a salad maker at all, is it, Becca? No. Not. <laughs> you see, I wasn't kidding when I was looking for my nighttime beverage. Right. And Becca, I know that you're a Sammy fan because yeah. of your shirt that you have on. Mm-hmm. So tell me, what is Sammy Terry's favorite beverage? Blood positive. That is correct. Particularly type o latte. Oh. Mm-hmm. And tell me, Becca, is your blood type O? O-positive. Oh, positive! <laughs> it's just
0: delightful. <laughs> well,
2: Berta, are you ready to help me make my typo cocktail for this evening? Not really. I'm sure that you are. <laughs> now. Are you ready for her to be my typo? Yeah! cocktail? Yeah! Mm, very good. Well, count yeah. with me. <laughs> One, <laughs>
1: two, <laughs>
2: wait. Oh. Better. This might be the last opportunity you have to invite any of your friends to say a kind (laughs) word to you. Did you bring any friend here tonight? My husband's
1: somewhere. First of all, you have a
2: friend. Yeah. And two, you have a husband. Yeah. Well, very good. What is your husband's
1: name? Larry. Larry,
2: are you here? (laughs) (laughs)
1: Larry, are you here? No,
2: really? (laughs) I was going to offer him the opportunity to trade places with you, but clearly Larry doesn't care. Oh. Let me guess, Becca. No. You've got a very nice life insurance policy, don't you? No. You're screwed, Larry.
1: What are you ready
2: now? No! Count with me. No! One, two,
0: three. Wait, wait,
2: just a minute. I'll see I want to make sure that as in the olden days during the French Revolution, they always let people have one last request. And I'd like to offer that to Becca tonight. Becca, what would you like as your last request? Uh, not to be right. <laughs> not being granted. What uh, else would you like? Bacon. B- bacon. <laughs> that's a very tasty treat. But that's not going to happen either. In fact, I was just trying to be cordial. And since Larry's not here or doesn't care, it doesn't matter if we give you what you want. So count with me, no. and we'll show Becca exactly how we <laughs> make our salad. <laughs> One, <laughs> two, <laughs> three! <laughs> Becca! Put your head on the ground! Okay. Okay. Becca! What happened? What went wrong? I'm glad. I'm glad? I know that it (laughs) malfunctioned somewhat there with the ice cream cone, but it certainly should have worked on your neck. Sorry. Oh, Mecca, do you know what this means? I'm sorry. This means under the law of double jeopardy, where a person cannot be convicted of the same crime twice. I must let you Don't run away You'll want to be very careful And tonight when you're chasing Larry around with a broom You'll have to make sure That you don't turn your head too far to the left Or too far to the right For when that blade passed by her neck It may have made a little nick here or there And if you're not careful The next time you take a drink The water will come spewing out Like the fountains of Trevi But I would like to offer you A prize tonight For certainly breaking my guillotine Causing me not to do double jeopardy on you And proving, Becca, that you are the most hard-headed woman in all the <laughs> show Thank you so much for your, for your, Thank you for your volunteering I'm going to give you a copy Of the Sammy Terry DVD of the Screaming Skull Since you weren't willing to share your skull with me You can have that one Thank you, thank you Becca Give her you. You a round of applause. Sammy Terry has always been known for horrible stories, and not only the monster movies that you're seeing on the screen, but true, live stories that have happened. In fact, there's a man that lives not too far away from here. He has a very interesting past, and a very interesting future for everything he has attained. Would you like to hear the story of this man? Yeah! Very well. You see this man every year. Attends the Indianapolis 500 race. He has a special box that he stays in. And you will have the opportunity to meet him if you ever go. But the reason he has that special box is for years ago, a long-lost uncle of his that lived over in Italy died. And there was no one to accept the family fortune. And it wasn't just a normal family fortune of a few thousand dollars. It was a mega fortune. Years and years, hundreds of years of development. Land, castles, people, lands, companies, everything that this man had invested had all been dwindled down to a cash outlay for this man alone. Except the way that the will read. And according to the customs of those lands... He must stay in the family mansion one night in order to claim all of the riches. Now, if that was you, would you have stayed that one night in his castle? Oh, yeah. Of course. For certainly what can happen in one night that could possibly change the course of a life? Well, he experienced it. For you see, he arrived about eight o'clock in the evening, meeting the lawyer that was in charge of the estate. They went over the financials, and they went over the paperwork, and as his mouth drooled, seeing the dollar signs in front of him that he was about to get in a little over 12 hours. He wasn't hardly listening at all when the lawyer explained to him the reason that he was the only heir left. You see, the estate they tried to give away to several people before, but they didn't survive the curse of the castle. But, of course, his greed was far too great. He didn't listen to the warnings. He didn't hear about all of his kin that had died before him in this very castle. So as the lawyer explained to him that you must not leave, you must stay here until <coughs> morning. And when the sun has risen up over the ocean, off of the cliffs that you can, live, you can see throughout the moon, massive library windows, you will inherit it all. But if you leave this castle, you'll see nothing. So the man said, yes, 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 that's fine. Go home, go away. So the lawyer left, and behind him, as he closed the huge oak doors, he could hear the latch of the old iron handle go click, and he knew that he was alone in the castle. Well, what a joy it was for him to consider that this entire mammoth estate was all his. No one else could touch it. He was a man of great wealth now, and he felt he would live that way. So he went to the massive cabin. He went down to the wine cellar. He got himself a very rare ancient bottle of wine, poured it into a giant gold goblet, sat down in the library with a massive fire in the huge fireplace, and looked out over the sea through the massive floor-to-ceiling windows that were now his. And he felt pretty small. He felt that he had all the power in the universe. Until the clock struck nine. Count the chimes of the clock with me. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight,
0: nine.
2: And there was a knock at the door. He thought, sure, it's the boyer. He's come back. He needed to find something, or he wanted to try to wiggle his way in to get a bigger cut of the fortune. So he didn't answer the door. There was another knock at the door. He didn't answer this one either. But instead, he walked over closer to it, and he said, Who's there? And there was nothing. No response at all. He slowly creaks open the door just a little bit to look out, and he saw nothing. So he quickly closed it. He latched it again. He went back to his chair, and he sat back down, thinking that perhaps in a large estate like this, it could have been rats on the floor. It could have been anything that simply fell over in the hallway, and he rationalized that it would go away. Until the clock struck ten. Count the chimes. One. Two, three, four, five,
0: six, seven, eight, nine, ten. ten. And there was
2: a knock at the door. Well, this was more than a coincidence. He knew that certainly someone was out there. Something was afoot. But it might just be some neighbor kids that are terrorizing him and playing with him. He considered the curse of the castle. That perhaps his forefathers, those who perished before him, Perhaps they answered the door, Oh well, he was not going to be so foolish. All he had to hold out was another ten hours, and he would be the richest man around. So he sat right there, and again, there was another knock at the door. But he chose to do nothing. Instead, he threw two more logs on the fire, the fire now burning at a raging source of heat. He turned his chair all the way around facing that door, but this time did not go to open it, until the clock. Struck in heaven. Count with me. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Seven. And guess what? There was a knock at the door. Well, this time he knew that perhaps their patience was running thin. Why were they coming in? Why were they not speaking to him? He walked over to the door. He eagerly said, Who's there? But no reply whatsoever. He opened the door slightly. Opened it a little bit further. Thought to step out, but didn't. For he went ahead, closed it, turned the latch, and this time he moved the bureau over, thinking that their impatience must be wearing thin. Something is going to happen. This must have been what happened to all of his kin. What would happen to him if he opened the door too far? So he moved the dresser over in front of the door, poured himself another glass of wine, and sat back down until the clock struck midnight. Count with me. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten... Eleven. 12 And there was a knock at the door. But there was another knock at the door. Very good. Nicely done. You're learning. And a third knock at the door. Very good. This time, emboldened by his strength, emboldened by the power that he felt that he deserved, he decided he would go and he would check it out. He would throw back that dresser. He would not only crack the door this time. He would open it wide. He would face his foe. So he opens the door. And there's no one there. Just a dark, cavernous, milky black, inky depth of hallway awaited him. So slowly he leaned out, stuck his head out there. He looked left and looked right. And he saw nothing. And then, from the distance, he heard a rap, a knock a thundering coming closer and closer, and then as the flames behind him lit the hallway in front of him, he saw that which he couldn't explain, for you see, it was a casket. It was an old family casket with his last name on the face, and it slowly teetered left and right, inching its way closer to him. He took two steps back into the room, And slowly the casket kept coming closer and closer and closer. And as it crossed over the threshold into the library, slowly the door of the casket started to open up. And he saw the red velvet inside, not knowing if there was a skeleton in there. Perhaps it was a mummy. Perhaps it was somebody to fetch his life from him. But it was empty. For as that casket opened fully and teetered back and forth, It picked up speed. It came closer and closer. His back was now against the windows. He had no place to go. He didn't know what he would do. And then he had a thought. He reached into his pocket. He took out a small tin. In that tin, he popped it open, and he found a little pill. And just as that casket started to lean forward to engulf him and swallow him up, he pops the pill into his mouth. Instantly, the coffin, the casket, starts to shake. It starts to violently thrash about. It spins around, and it bursts into flames. Slowly it rolls down into nothing more than dust in front of him, as his back is still plastered with sweat dripping down the window behind him. He slowly looks at the pile of dust on the floor in front of him, and he knew that he had conquered the curse of the castle. You may applaud now. (laughs) I didn't explain anything yet.
0: Mm-hmm. I just wanted to hear you,
2: like <laughs> you can go to the Indianapolis 500, find that man in his suite, ask him exactly how it was that he got all of his riches, how he, when that sun came up, received the inheritance that anyone would want, and he will take out that same small tin out of his pocket. He will turn it around, and you can read for yourself. Paul's cough drops, stop any coughing. Sammy <laughs> <laughs> Terry has always been known for telling horrible stories. <laughs> Was that a horrible story? Yeah. Very good. Now you may applaud. Thank you all for coming out to the Skyline tribe Pit. Joe and Matt and his entire crew have worked very hard to provide a unique hoosier and americana symbol that has gone away from most communities but you're fortunate to have them and their dedication to drive-ins here thank you for supporting the skyline drive-in please come back often bring your families and friends and support your local businesses please go to the sammy terry website See all of the other places where you can come visit me over this hol- Halloween season. And make sure that you watch Halloween Night when you're done trick-or-treating. Make sure you get in front of the, of the uh, TV. Watch me on WTTV Channel 4, 10 o'clock. I'll be hosting the Amityville Horror. The Channel 4, again, starting in January, will be a CBS affiliate. So we'll have all kinds of new programming. So feel free to contact WTTV Channel 4. Encourage them to do local programming, particularly with Sammy Terry, and you and I will share many more horrible times together. And until I meet each and every one of you again here at the Skyline or one of my other shows, I wish you all many pleasant nights
1: with <laughs> Thank you.
0: wasn't there, but thanks to the Skyline Drive-In for keeping the tradition of the American drive-in movie theater going. It's awesome. We've got a drive-in movie theater here in the Portland area. I haven't been this summer yet. I keep waiting for something to show up that I want to see and then I'm going to be down there. If you have a drive-in of your own in your local area, you really need to go. You just got to check it out. Also, big thanks to Sammy Terry. Scott was able to secure a recording of Sammy Terry doing the Monster Kid Radio promo. The station identification that we played last time around. He also did one for 1951 Down Place, which you can hear over my other podcast that I do with Scott and Casey Criswell. Now, I had said that I was going to start rolling out some of the rewards for people who are contributing to our Patreon campaign because of everything going on. I have not had a chance to do that for this episode, but you are going to hear it next week in episodes 131 and 132 of Monster Kid Radio. I have a recording scheduled this weekend with somebody who's never been on the show before to talk about an actor that we've never talked about here on the show and to talk about a movie we've never talked about here on the show. I'm super excited for that. So I hope you guys and gals come back next week. For those episodes. Monster Kid Radio is a registered service mark of Monster Kid Radio, LLC. All original content of Monster Kid Radio by Monster Kid Radio, LLC is licensed under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 3.0, unported license. Talk to everybody next week.